0: Why don't you lift your Bible, lift it up real high and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. And so we've been looking at uh, Romans chapter number 12, uh, verse 2, where the scripture, you know, tells us that we should not be conformed Uh, to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds or changing the way we think, uh, to which the scripture says we'll be able to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And so we see uh, through reading this scripture, you know, uh, verse 2 of Romans chapter number 12, uh, that there is a transformation uh, that's available for every single one of us, and uh, really that word transformation talks about a caterpillar becoming a butterfly that Process of a radical change of form where the, but, uh, the caterpillar becomes a, a butterfly and the, the Apostle Paul is using that word uh, to depict the kind of transformational radical change of form that a believer can tap into and uh, he keeps it off by saying this that when you get into that transformation you'll be able to taste, handle, if you will with your own five senses you'll be able to see, smell, taste, hear and touch what is that good acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. And so the will of God in our lives uh, is is promised. I call them, uh, there are two kinds of uh, uh, wills or promises that we see in scripture. Uh, There's what we call a promised promise. And then there's what we call an offered promise. Now, a promised promise is going to happen whether you uh, believe it or not. You know, a promised promise looks like something like this. Jesus is coming back. Amen. That's a promise, promise. He will come back and uh, you will uh, raise the the dead and then the living and they will all be raptured and go to heaven. We know that that's going to happen whether you believe it or not. Jesus will still come back. But there's also on the flip side of the coin what is known as the offered promise. And the offered promise is only activated on your life when you respond to it. That's uh, essentially what uh, Jabu was talking about earlier on. If you read in Romans 5.2, it says that we access the grace of God uh, through our faith. Amen. And so offered promises have to be accepted. They have to be uh, uh, responded to by faith uh, for them to be activated in our lives. And the, one of the ways that we get to do that is by changing the way we think. Man, we've got to change the way we think. We have to allow the Word of God to write a new software on our minds. We have to allow the Word of God to write a new song in in our minds, in our thinking. You know, I remember way back in 1996... Uh, I met uh, this man, uh, you know, Pastor Douglas. I met him. He was staying with my uh, brother at the time, and he was a pastor traveling all over the world and preaching the gospel and so on and so forth. And he would bring back all these cassette tapes, you know, for, for us to listen to and learn from. And uh, what I would do is I would take the cassette tapes. I was in, uh, doing metric at the time, you know, Form 4 in Zim, and I would take the cassette tapes, and I would go into a little radio, right, and then uh, we would have top 20, at Radio 3 That was the, the, the in thing at the time And so I would take those church cassettes Cliff, And then I would put a little paper young, Some of you young people don't know What I'm talking about Because you see when the cassette is, is, is got the little tab at the bottom It means you can write over it You can record some stuff over it And so what they would do is They would put sermons on it And then remove the tab So you can't put stuff on it And so what I would do is I would go and get a little piece of newspaper Some of you know what I'm talking about and then I'd put that little piece of newspaper to bridge the, the gap. And so what it meant is when you press record, you can write a new software over the sermons. And, 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 and I mean, I, I, was, I was into R&B music, you know. So that the Top 20 radio was all about R&B on Friday. So I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready. And so the DJs, man, they would always do this, throw a jingle before the song starts, because they didn't want you to have the full song. And so they you man, you... you <laughs> You, you're ready. You're waiting. As soon as the jingle is finished, man, boom. And so I would always have 80% of the song, and you know. And so, what the scripture is saying is, we must take the software that we came with. See, the world system, what it did is it recorded a software on your mind and removed the tab. And so that when you got born again, you didn't have the tab. And every time the pastor gets up to preach a new software, he couldn't record a new software. And so you have to intentionally get a piece of newspaper, so as it were, and put it. What that is, is preparing your heart. So that when the pastor press record or preach or when you read your Bible in your devotion, man, you can begin to write a new software, not R&B, but a new software based on his promises. Amen. Amen. And when you do that, every time I'll then play the taps, it would say on the outside, you know, uh, 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 World of Hope. Hey. That was the sermon on the, but on the inside, it would play, you know, uh, R&B. Montel Jordan, you know what I'm talking about. You know. You know what I'm talking about. And so that's what happens is that when you come into the church, you know, the outside, right? The outside, you still look like the world. You still look like the same person. But here's the deal, guys, is that God wants to change you from the inside out. And the way he does that is by changing the way you think. You have to allow. See, another thing that would happen is these were not CDs. And so if the cassette tape was 90 minutes, you had to record something for 90 minutes. And so I know in the church, sometimes we talk about, you know, a quality time in the word of God. Next to it is also a quantity of your time in God's word. Yeah. Oh, amen. See, because if you spend two minutes. Doing your little devotion and you go out into the car and you get into another devotion from Talk Radio 103. What is it? 101? 702. Talk Radio. They're also writing another software. And so you're going to have a cassette tape with, with, with only one minute of the promises of God and the rest is talk radio. And so not only are we talking about equality in the word of God, next to it is a quantity in God's word. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, how you can have a quantity uh, in God's word. And so he says, be conformed to the patterns of this world. Uh, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that word transforming, we say it caterpillar to butterfly. You remember the story? And so what happens scientifically when a butterfly becomes a, when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly is that sometimes he spends he spins a cocoon or he spends time in what is known as a cocoon you know he, he spins himself into a cocoon and sometimes he's just holding onto a tree and sometimes he's in this cocoon for up to six months he's just holding on doing nothing and then when he emerges from the cocoon he emerges a beautiful colorful uh, a butterfly that's ready to live the butterfly life amen And that's the process we're going to be talking about today. That process of spinning the cocoon is known in scripture, at least according to what I see, is sitting under the word. Let's go to Luke chapter number 10. We're going to show you some ways in which you can uh, sit under the word uh, all the time. So that you can write a new software. You know, the, the church world, we have been uh, sold a dream. And, 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 and uh, the, the dream really is uh, uh, transactional thinking. You know, the church world uh, thinks transactionally. They just come to God when they want some. They want some. They want to do a transaction. And this is why uh, uh, televangelists get away with stuff like the, the ground is ready right now. If you want to be healed, send some money. And the church responds, you know why? Because we've been trained to think transactionally. God does not want to relate to any of his children transactionally. Just like you as a parent, you do not want to relate with your children transactionally. God wants it to be relational. Amen? Amen? Amen. And so that's what we see here in Luke 10, 38. He says, and now it came to pass, as they went, they entered into a village, and a certain woman named Martha received him him being jesus into her house and she had a sister called mary uh, which also sat at the feet of jesus and heard his word but martha was cumbered about much with much serving is this the speaker you want to turn it off she was uh, uh um cumbered about with much serving and came to him and said lord see martha was transactional while mary was relational and so Martha thought that she could, you know, uh, earn herself something from Jesus by doing the most. And so it says here that, uh, 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 you know, she was cumbered about; she was busy. She was uh, cumbered about with much serving and came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Please be there, therefore, that she may help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. I mean, when someone says your name twice... <laughs> That's for real, right? They want to get your attention. Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. How many things? One thing. It says one thing is needful, and that one thing, Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from him. What is Jesus talking about? Jesus is saying, when you actually get into this process of mind renewal and you sit at his word and he writes a new software on on your mind, the the computer, the CPU of your mind, stuff cannot be taken away from you. They may be able to take away the car, repossess the car, but if my mind has been transformed in prosperity, I'm still going to get another car. You see, Jesus says she chose the good part, and that part cannot be taken away from her. Why? Because she has a new song playing in the software of her mind. And so what do we call that? We call that process, you know, sitting at the feet of Jesus, or if you will, meditation. Someone say meditation. That's what we're talking about. Because for you and I, I mean, you know, Jesus, we can't sit at the feet of Jesus like Mary did. You know, I'm always practical. I read that and I said, Mary chose the good part, sat at the feet of Jesus. Well, Lord, I want to know where you at so I can also sit at your feet. And the Lord said to me, the way you sit at my feet is when you consistently and constantly meditate on my word. And the, 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 the Christian meditation that we are talking about uh, this morning is when you, 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 you're continuously filling up your mind with the new stuff. You're, you're recording uh, uh, new things according to the promises of God's word. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. Uh, this is different from transcendental meditation. We're not talking about yoga. We're not talking about Pilates. That's not what we're talking about. That's, that Eastern uh, meditation, it's, 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 that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Christian meditation. Now, with Eastern meditation, what they try to do is to empty your mind. They, they believe when you empty yourself, you will get to a place of uh, euphoria through emptying yourself. Now, Christian meditation is the complete opposite. You have to fill yourself up with the good stuff. And Jesus says, when you fill yourself up with the good stuff, your life will produce after its kind. Can I get an amen? And so now we want to go and look at two characters in the Bible uh, that, you know, practiced meditation or at least got the instruction to practice meditation and uh, what it produced for them. And so we're going to be looking at Joshua. Right. And also, also we're going to be looking at. Uh, uh, Timothy. And, and, and these stories are strikingly uh, uh, similar in terms of the advice that the Lord gave to uh, both um, uh, Joshua and, uh, and, uh, and Timothy, right? In, in the Old Testament, in the book of Joshua, Joshua is getting ready to take over leadership from, from Moses. Can you imagine you're taking over leadership from the miracle man himself? He was taking over leadership from a guy who had split the Red Sea. He's taking over leadership from a guy who threw his uh, rod the one time, turned into a snake, ate up all the other little snake. You're taking over leadership from a guy who prayed. This guy prayed and food rained from heaven. Kota chicken and chips, Baba. (laughs) This This guy is, Baba, food was raining from heaven. This guy is solid. And then you come. And now you're supposed to take over leadership from him. How are you going to top that? How are you going to sustain that? Because the people are going to be looking at you saying, Baba, with Moses. <laughs> when Moses was here, he was making things happen. So the pressure is on. You know, Joshua, the pressure is on. On the flip side, in the New Testament, we have a guy taking over leadership from from Paul. He's taking over leadership for the church at Ephesus from Paul. You know, Paul is the is another miracle guy. He's a handkerchief. is healing people. Shadows healing people. And they prayed in in a, in a prison a, a cell the one time. Prison doors wide open, and they walked out. I mean, he's doing amazing things. He wrote two thirds of the New Testament, and then comes Timothy. You're supposed to take over leadership to lead. 50,000 strong in the city of Ephesus. It's one of the biggest churches that the apostle Paul planted. And you are you are taking over leadership uh from Paul. And so the pressure is on, right, for two characters. And the advice that the Lord gave to both of them is is, uh, strikingly similar. And I believe this is the advice that he's giving to to all of us this morning. Uh, If you have anything that's daunting in front of you, any daunting task that's in front of you, anything that you feel like you can't do in your own strength, Praise God! You came to the right place. He says in Joshua chapter number one, verse eight. This is the advice that the Lord gave to uh, to Joshua. He said, "This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate. Thou shalt what? Meditate. I didn't hear that. I almost heard that. Meditate. Thou shalt meditate therein, day and night. Remember, we talked about not just the quality." But the quantity of time. Are y'all seeing that? He says you shall meditate in it. How long? Day and night. Si Ubusu. Oh man. Google translate. Google translate. Mess me up. U? Ubusu kunemini. Oh, my God. I need to stop using Google Translate. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you. Lord Jesus. Anyway, he says you shall meditate therein in God's word. How long? Day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Every single day. Every single minute. Every single hour. Now, that sounds like a big task. Sounds like, Pastor, I can't even do that. I can't. Do something day and night. Pastor, you don't understand. I work a job. I crunch numbers. I have to be on the computer and and do all these things. I can't meditate on God's word day and night. That's what someone may say or someone is thinking. Well, I have a question for you. When that woman, that man broke your heart, how long in a day did you think about it? Ah... You see, they were thinking about it day and night. And so what that shows to you is you have the ability to think on something, how long? Day and night. Just use that ability in what? In God's word. He says, he says, you shall meditate therein day and night so that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. See, when you meditate in it, you get to produce it or you get to live it out. Why? Because the person of meditation and the object of meditation literally become one in the place of meditation. You meditate on prosperity, you soon enough will become prosperity you yourself. This is why Billy Eppard says money is attracted. It is not what? Pursued. How do you attract it? You become prosperity. Where? In the place of meditation. Man, if you go into the place of healing, you will literally become a walking healing machine. Amen. Because the object of meditation and the person of meditation literally become one in the place of meditation. And this is why, man, I'm telling you, this is why you got to be careful what you're consistently meditating on, thinking on, all the time. Because you're becoming one with it. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so it says here, uh, observe to do according to everything that is written in it. And when you do that, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have what? Good success. He says, man, when you meditate, you can make your way, you can make your, I like that. All I have to do is to start meditating on something different and I can make my way into something. I can make my way <laughs> prosperous, watch this, and I can also have good success. And the reason you put that superlative, that adjective, good, is because there is a difference between good success and bad success. Good success is the blessing of the Lord. What does it do? It makes it rich and he adds no, no sorrow with it. Bad success is it sounds something like this. You know, I have, I have, I have seven cars parked in my garage, one for every day of the week. I have a big house, sixteen bedrooms, all of them with their own bathrooms and suites, and all of them, uh, uh, TVs. Meanwhile. While I'm doing all of that, I can't keep a good meal down in my stomach because of all the terrible things, chemical reactions, and, and, and sores that have developed over time from worrying, thinking about, uh, 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 I'm about to lose this money. Worrying about the people around me, thinking that whether they like me for me or they just like me for my cars. I got the beautifulest missus in town, but she's making out with the gardener. Is that graphic enough? That's bad success. Can I get an Amen? He says when you meditate in God's word, you'll have what? Good success. Now let's go over to Timothy. First Timothy chapter number four, verse fifteen. You got and I'm gonna show you how to meditate. Cause some of you are like, yeah, it sounds good. But how do I meditate? See, I, I like practical stuff. How do you meditate? We're gonna show you before you leave. First Timothy chapter number four, verse fifteen. It says, Meditate upon these things. What did he say? Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them. The reason why you need to give yourself wholly to a message that you're meditating to is simply this. Whatever you give yourself wholly to, it gives itself back to you. Good measure. Press down, shaken together and running over. You give yourself to worry, worry will give itself back to you. Good measure. Press down, shaken together and running over. You give yourself to thinking thoughts of peace and prosperity. It will give itself back to you. This is why, you know, the, the new age teachers will say the universe. It's not the universe. It's the system that God created that whatever you give to, it will give itself back to you. Good measure. pressed down, shaken together and running over. And So he says, give yourself wholly to them. And watch what he says. He says, meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them so that thy profiting. See, every time you see the word meditate, you're going to see words like profit. You're going to see words like success. You're going to see word good success. You're going to see words like you. everything he does prospers in Psalm chapter number one. And the key is meditate. Now, here's the deal, guys. All of us have been created with the ability to meditate. We've just been using it wrong. We've just been meditating on problems, meditating on I can't, meditating on what they're saying in the news, and, and this is why it's really not been working out. But watch what he says. He says, meditate upon these things, give yourself wholly to them, so that thy profiting may appear to all. See, because the goal is is for you to have so much fruit on your life, appearing to all, that it, he, he wants to get the fruit to be the one that evangelizes. He said, uh, someone said this quote, you know, they thought it was St. Francis, but turns out it wasn't him, but it was someone else. He said, Man, preach the gospel by all means and where necessary, use words. So, how do we preach? Thy profiting may appear to, to all. And people in your job should, should see through your fruit that they, 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 they're different. Amen. Can I get an amen? Man, everywhere we go, we, we went to the gym. I mean, we went to the gym and uh, at least four or five people have come to us for counseling, for prayer. Some of them ended up here at the church and so on and so forth. Everywhere I go, man, I go to the restaurant. Everybody walk in at at one of the restaurants in four ways. The pastor is here. The people lining up, I'm giving them uh, uh, prayer and advice and things of that nature. I'm a, I'm a walking evangelist. Why? Because I choose to let my fruit shine. And they, they just know you're different. You're different. You you cut from a different cloth. Uh, my wife, she was in Cape Town, and she met these two people, walked up to her. They were setting up for the organization to do things, and they were bringing their business for some team building stuff. They said, hey, we know you. So where you know me from? He says, man, we watch you all the time. We see the fruit on your lives, and it's impacting us. She went to work last week. Someone else at work on the trading floor said, man, I know you. When are you going to invite me to your church? I've been watching you, and I've been seeing fruit on your life. Someone else came from another department and said, man, I've been watching you. When are you going to get me? to church. What is she doing? She's letting a light shine through the fruit that comes when you meditate in God's word. Amen? Amen. 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 Man, people are watching. Especially your non-believing friends. They know exactly what a Christian should look like. (coughs) Oh Lord, they know what your marriage should be like. (coughs) Amen? They're watching you. When COVID came, they were watching you. They wanted to see, because they knew what you should have been doing. Because they've read stories about Jesus, and Jesus said, you are like him, and the things that he did, and greater things shall you do. They were watching you. To see if you press the panic button like the rest, they were watching you and this is in times we need to let our light shine. See, here's the deal, guys. You can't start doing press-ups in the in the box in the ring with the, with Mike Tyson standing right. Now you want to do press-up, you want to do skipping, you want to do it's too late. And so a lot of people were trying to start meditating when COVID was in town. It's too late. He's saying start meditating today. Day and night. And when you do, when the drama comes, when opposition comes, you're already uh, toned to fight the battle. Can I get an amen? And so let's go to uh, figure out how you can can meditate. Now, meditation is also good because it's the one that's going to help you cure all the unproductive hearts of Mark chapter number four. It says the first one was the wayside. Remember, we read about that one. And it lacks understanding. Meditation is the one that's going to help you get understanding from God's word. Man, when you meditate in God's word, it's going to bring a revelation. It's going to bring understanding. The word will reveal itself to you. In fact, this is how I wrote Grace in the Marketplace. Man, I'll just get on scriptures. Matthew chapter number 25, which has, you know, become a really pivotal uh, revelation for when I teach Grace in the Marketplace all over the world. I was just sitting reading it and I said, Lord, show me what is going on here. And I'd sit and, and listen and read it and, and, and meditate on it. Hours upon hours upon hours and the Lord began to reveal some stuff to me that brought understanding and I remember I was I was actually doing my quiet time and the Lord spoke to me he said now I want you to write this book grace in the marketplace and through that book I'm going to open doors for you and I'm going to get you to minister to thousands upon thousands of people and I went to my wife immediately I said honey I think I heard from the Lord I said what did he say he says I must write this book grace in the marketplace and that is going to reach the people and that is going to give me the stuff to put in that book and so grace so Grace in the marketplace is not a tagline. It's actually a revelation that God gave behind the tagline. I have a lot of people just copying the tagline. I have one guy in England just also, you know, I want to write a book about grace in the marketplace. I said, man, you need to pay me royalties. There's some money from this book. Man, I'm telling you, it's, it's not just a, a tagline. It's what's behind the tagline. If you don't believe it, get your own T-shirt and draw a Nike sign on it. Try to sell it at the same price as Nike. They're going to tell you yours doesn't have the backup that the other one has. So it's futile just to copy the method when it comes to the things of God. The surface level method. I'm going to copy that. I'm going to copy that. What's behind? is the anointing that really makes things come alive. And how do we tap into it? We do that through meditating in the things that God brings our way to meditating. Can I get an amen? And, and you know, the stony ground, it lacks personal conviction. It lacks depth as well as the thorny ground. How do you develop a root system in God's word? Through meditation. You know, the word of God is pregnant with revelations. The word of God has got layers of revelation. And and sometimes when we don't meditate and spend time in it, we just have a surface level understanding of what it is that God is trying to get us to understand. You know, uh, it was 14 of us, you know, 2019 or 18, I don't remember. We were in New York with about 14 leaders from here. We went there for about two weeks for a leadership training with Tim Keller, church planting and so on and so forth. And after one of the, you know, evenings, I, I said to everybody, I need you guys to follow me. I need you to follow me, because I like dessert. So I thought everybody must like dessert, you know? So I said, guys, I want to show you something that's going to change your life. I said, come with me. And so I put it on my GPS, and we went to this uh, bakery, you remember? And I, every time we, we, someone goes out there, I, I tell them, whatever you do, go to Magnolia Bakery. <laughs> and so my, it's got layers. It's got, it's, and go to the gym afterwards, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but go to Magnolia Bak- you know, it's got layers. This banana pudding, right? It's got layers of revelation on it. Banana pudding at the top. Man, I'm telling you, it's true. It's got uh, uh, red velvet right next to it. It's got chocolate. It's got, and as you go down the layers of, oh, man, I'm telling you, you will have a spiritual experience. It's awesome. True story. When I'm in, when I'm in, 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 in the city, that's all I have for dinner. I go and I get myself a magnolia bakery. Man, I, ooh, let's have dinner. It's nice. It is the same thing with God's word. As you start to, to stay in one place and go layers deep, not just surface level understanding, layers deep. It starts to get sweet. Man, I remember, I would read the scripture. I still do it. I read the scripture. The Lord speaks to me. He reveals something. Man, I just start walking around in my room just laughing, just ooh this is good and I go and I, I read it again and he gives me something I'm like oh, this is so good and, and my wife sometimes shouts, who are you talking to I said don't worry about this she's knows there's no one in there I'm just me and my Bible amen, amen? And so God wants us to go deep. But how do we do that? Here are some practical ways to meditate. The Greek word for meditate, the Hebrew word actually in the Old Testament is meditatio. It's a transliteration. It's a Latin word, actually. In the Old Testament, it's med- meditatio. And what it means, here are some synonyms for the word meditate in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. The first one is to ponder. And this is how you meditate practically, is that you ponder on stuff. Remember Philippians 4:9. He says, whatever things are good, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are just of a good report, if there's any virtue, praiseworthy, if there's any virtue in it, meditate on these things. What he's saying there is ponder these things. Think about them continuously. Amen? Amen. Just like a cow in the, in the morning, you know, when he goes to, to, to graze, because he's a ruminant, right? When he goes to graze, he puts that food in the first and the second stomach. And then when he gets home at night, what does he do? He throws it up and he chews it again. And only the stuff that he chews as, as cud is the stuff that he's going to draw nutrients from. And similarly, with God's word, man, we should be playing it over and over again. It's the word or the mountain that you stay on long enough that you begin to draw nutrients from. We have to esteem God's word more than we esteem natural food. That's what Job said. He said, your word do I esteem more than my natural food. And so you have to think about what you're thinking the psalmist said in psalm 62 verse 11 lord you spoke once twice i heard it let's let's look it up psalm 62 verse 11 psalm 62 uh verse 11 i want to quote these and uh, without you reading them psalm 62 uh verse 11 watch watch what he said he said god has spoken once Twice have I heard this. How did he hear it twice if the Lord spoke it once? Because he kept playing it to himself over and over again. Man, how many times do you play to yourself the glad tidings of who God says you are over and over again? What do you continuously, because whether you like it or not, there's something that you continuously put on replay in your thinking over and over again. And if it is not the glad tidings of the word of God, you're playing the wrong beat. Once you spoke, twice I heard it. Amen? Amen. The second way you can uh, meditate is to matter. Someone say matter. m-u. Double T-E-R. It is to, 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 you know, that's how you get the, the good stuff out of milk, right? That's how you get the butter out of milk. You beat it over and over again. You beat that thing over and over again. You get the good stuff. He's talking about speaking under your breath. That's what muttering is. It is to speak under your breath. Because the the, the the real talk, the real sermon that you truly believe in is the one that you preach. Oh, forget about Pastor T series. Ha! Manifestable. Forget about that one. The one that you believe is the one that you preach to yourself. Maybe. What do you preach to yourself? Yeah. That's what he's talking about. To matter. To speak glad tidings under your breath. He wants all of us to walk around speaking glad tidings of where he says we are under, under our breath. You know, I was talking to Sabelo uh, last week, and and he went to run the the, um, Comrades Marathon. You know, about three weeks ago, he went and ran the Comrades, and he came back, and I said to him, hey, 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 brother, how did you do? You know what he said to me? He said, hey, PT, I won't even lie to you. I like that. He said, I won't even lie to you. And he wasn't trying that. You know, this false African humility, he didn't try any. He said, PT, I won't even lie to you. I killed it. (laughs) He said, we were cruising. I said, what do you mean? He said, I did it in 9 hours, 38 minutes. You said, I was flying. Crossed that line. He said, oh, yeah, that's a long, it's what, 90, 90 kilometers? It's 90 kilometers. It's, it's for real, right? He said, man, I was flying. So I asked him, I said, so what keeps you going? He said, the first thing is I joined a bus. Now, for those of you who don't know running, it doesn't mean he got onto a bus. It just means, you know, he joined a group of people you know that way uh, setting the pace you know and these people sometimes these people are, are singing I've been on a, on a race where you join a, a group and someone is talking to you you know he's he's, he's talking to you he's, he's trying to minister to your thinking he's talking to you he doesn't realize what he's doing but sometimes he's singing for you one two one two one two you start running to that beat one two one you don't even realize you're running but you are running one two one two and it will move you from seven minutes you know uh, 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 speed right and to to about five four minutes without you realizing it's the same thing when you start running doing life to the beat of god's word i am who god says i am one two i am you don't even realize there's a change you don't realize but you start to i mean things are changing things are different you start to attract new opportunities things start to look that your outlook on life starts to get bright and he said this, he said when he joined the bus, man, he, just, he knew he was surrounded by some good people with uh, positive thinking, who knew we could do this in nine, uh, nine hours, less than 10 hours, because they wanted to do it below 10 hours. And, and he, I said something else, well, what else did you He said something else, he said, I would speak to myself uh, uh, quietly, under my breath. I said, what kind of things were you saying to yourself? He says, I can do this, I trained for this, I was created for this. He said, I'm talking to myself under my breath. He says, man, I, I, he would say things like, I came to eat. I came to eat. This is food. I came to eat. <laughs> we didn't come to play. I came to eat. This is food. Now, let's turn that around and go over here. Let's say the people outside, the people on the side of the road, start shouting, look at your form!'" You'll never make it. Your background is crazy. Look, you man, you run bad. And he's running. How do you? How far do you think you'd go? Man, what are you listening to? You can't be listening to the Ten Spies Network and their grasshopper mentality and put that in and think that you can run the race of life. Now, let's turn it even further. Let's say he starts preaching a sermon to himself that says, I can't do this. I don't even know why I am. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I shouldn't even have done this I didn't realize this is so hard this is so hard he starts preaching that sermon what would happen? his energy levels would drop his mind would go somewhere else into another neighborhood called what? Quittenville <laughs> it's a neighborhood where, where the quitters <laughs> live, pay rent and pay their rents and taxes that's Quittenville his mind will go to Quittenville, and what do you think it will do to his body? Now, we're talking about running, but you could apply that to the race of life. What do you preach to yourself? What do you tell yourself when you get up in the morning? Because that's the sermon you believe. Can I get an amen? And so we have to change what we matter. We have to change what we tell ourselves, and start speaking the glad tidings of God's Word. And the way I do it, let's go to Third John 1, 2. I'm just going to show you uh, through a scripture. And then next week, we're going to talk about the third one, uh, or the week after, we're going to talk about the third practical way uh, to meditate, which is uh, imagination. But I want to show you through reading Third John one two. How you can matter? How you can uh, uh, meditate in in, in God's word and ponder? The way I do it, you know, the way I do it in uh, not John John three. Third John. Try and put a three before the John. (laughs) It, It usually works when you do that. I think the numbers are fine. You see, man. I'm Third John one. Third John one. It says, beloved, I wish above. All things that you may want prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And so the way I do it is I, I go through that scripture as many times as I can. But as I go through it, I'm highlighting one word at a time. So I start by, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So what did I highlight? Beloved. So I am the beloved of the Lord. And so I meditate on that. I'm accepted in the beloved. Who is the beloved? Jesus. Ephesians 1.6. Amen. And then I read it again. I'm driving. I read it again. Beloved, I wish. Who might this be wishing? It's God. So it is God's wish that I prosper. So God wants it more than me. What am I doing? I'm meditating. What did I highlight? I wish. And then the third time I read it. Beloved, I wish above all things. And I meditate on that. And I read it the fourth time. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper. And be in good health even as your soul prospers. I read it the fifth time. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. God wants me to be in health. And so what am I doing? I'm meditating. I've just read it already five, six times. And I'm thinking, I'm pondering on it. There's a strategy to it. I'm highlighting each word. I could go to, for God so loved the world. I could go to any scripture and I highlight each word. And as you highlight each word and stay on it, man, I'm telling you, you can go and look on synonyms. You can allow the Holy Spirit to show you things. Before you know it, man, I'm telling you, you are, you are filled with a new software, a new track of what God says about you, what God has for you, and how God wants you to enjoy and live this life. Amen. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Man, I'm telling you, God created you to be a meditation man- machine. Do not allow the CPU of your mind to be used for complaints. Do not allow it to be used... Uh, For worry, uh, stress, and uh, fear Uh, Subject it and submit it to God's word Amen That's what you should be thinking about all the time Father, in the name of Jesus We just thank you this morning Lord, we thank you for your word We thank you, Father That your word is true What you say about us is true and it is it is truer than any other opinion that man may have about us. Lord, we just thank you this morning that our minds are alert. They are subjected to you. Lord, we thank you that we will uh, uh, allow the the software of your word to be the one that controls our thinking. We will not be discouraged We will not listen to the ten spies and their grasshopper mentality. But we will listen to what you say in your word. And that we are well able. We are overcomers. You have created us to be more than conquerors. Through Christ who loved us and has called us according to his purpose. We thank you for it. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone shout amen. Now, we want to pray for you if you are here and you have sickness and or pain in your body. We want to pray for you. We just read 3 John 1, uh, 2, and I believe uh, that uh, the Lord uh, really wants to minister healing this morning. And so we want to pray for you if you have pain and or sickness in your body. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand wherever you are, and uh, we're going to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I see those hands going up. I'm going to ask the believers, turn around. If you see someone with a hand raised, just go and put your hand on them. We want to pray for them and join in faith for a total deliverance and a total healing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we know that it is your will to heal. And we know that you said in your word that believers shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. And we have uh, believers all over the building that are laying hands on the sick. And we know that your life, the very same life that raised Jesus from the dead, is permeating from their body. It is going into each and every person that raised their hands, body, and there is total healing and deliverance right now in Jesus' name. Be healed. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name we pray. And someone shout amen. Amen. Now if we prayed for you, I want you before the day is over to begin to do what you couldn't do before. If you couldn't bend, begin to bend. If you couldn't you know, uh, drink something cold, something warm, whatever, uh, begin to do that. If your nose was blocked, begin to try and breathe through the nose. And I'm telling you, healing is here. It will kick in just like that. You take a step of faith and healing kicks in. Amen? I said amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.